Welcome to the Milt Talk Legacy Builders Podcast, a place where Milts can connect to one another to inspire, motivate, and collaborate to continue to build a strong and well-connected alumni association. I believe that Milton Hershey School rebranding is actually just getting started, and I want to be part of that journey. I think the best way to commemorate Milton and Catherine Hershey is to continue our own legacy that impacts the world as Milton Hershey so impacted us. I believe the level of extraordinary that each and every milk carries within them is deeply underestimated, and this podcast will help in the journey to show off what milts are really made of. I'm excited to get to know more milts, more insight to their upbringing, and what they're doing now to build their legacy and bring value to others, and what being a milt really means to them. Today I'm talking with Kristen Van Riper, class of 2003. Kristen is a mother to a three-year-old son, Jacob, and a partner to his father, Justin. She is a full-time realtor in Northeast Florida and the owner and operator of Haro, a company that offers fully assembled gifts for realtors to give to their clients. So welcome to the Milk Talk Legacy Builders podcast, Kristen. Thank you so much for being my guest. (laughs) Thank you for the opportunity. I love what you're doing. Absolutely. Thank you. So tell me, when did you uh, get to Milton Hershey School? I got to Milton Hershey School in 1999. I was 14 years old. Okay. Wow. Okay. So ninth grade, you said? Yes. Nice. What was your initial experience like? Um, I didn't want to go. Um, yeah, I was fighting it the whole way. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that was my initial experience, but then it got better. And then I learned to love it, love my friends and family that I made there. And yeah. Yeah. I, it's funny. I do remember you right away connecting with so many people and just being overall friends everywhere. Like in every group, you were everybody's friend, like very bubbly, happy, always laughing. That's how I remember you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's still, it's still the same way now. Like your smile was always very contagious and it's still the same. Thank you. Ditto. (laughs) Thank you. I grew up in um, mainly like, you know, white suburbia, uh, kind of like middle to upper class. And I had a different upbringing than them where I grew up with a single parent. They all had both parents um, with great jobs. And so I was kind of the outsider there. So when I got to Milton Hershey School, although I was fighting it in the beginning, I started realizing I was connecting more with the people there than the friends that I was so afraid to leave in, you know, uh, New Jersey. So yeah, that's, that's probably why you saw me so happy because I was finally able to breathe and be myself. Yes. And feel like you could relate to people. Yes. Absolutely. So good. That's awesome. Yeah. It's always nice. I think that's where the connection is at MHS is like, we of course have our connection with our family and every, that community. And then we come here and we see it's still culture shock. Like everyone is extremely different in every way, yet so similar in so many ways. So it's so weird that it's easy to be able to connect based on like the ways that we are similar, you know, our, our traumas, um, just what we came from. And the fact that I think the things that made us so different also made us connect so much more. I agree. Yeah, you know, they say opposites attract. I don't think that is just for relationships, like intimate relationships. I think it's in friendships, um, in all relationships. I feel like lots of times opposites attract. 
I agree. Yeah. Initially, it's a lot of like, whoa, what is this? This is new and pushed back. But then it's very nice mending after that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like everyone is very real, raw, you know, just showing all, mm-hmm. showing it all. And um, that's how I was. And so I really like that part of it. Yeah. Did you do any sports? Yeah. So I started um, with field hockey. I tried pole vaulting. I was awful. <laughs> um, Corey was her name. She worked at the school and she was doing pole vaulting and she came to me cause I was a gymnast and she said, you know, gymnasts make good pole vaulters. And that was not the case. With yeah. me. So field hockey, it was, and I did run long distance tracks oh, like wow. a couple of years. Wow. So like cross country. Uh, no, I, I get, it was just like the two mile instead oh, of the sprint. Wow. So I did do good in that part, but I only did that for like two years, but I did field hockey freshman through senior year. Okay. Wow. You are a tough girl. I did not know field hockey was always very rough for me. Hard. Um, I did not take to field hockey. I tried it and it, it was just too tough for me, I think. Um, and then I did track too. I did javelin. Um, but I always thought like the running and the jumping was very, very hard. And especially like a two mile run. And did you have to make it like a pretty fast pace? Like, did what is it about timing? You know, I mean, we were timed. We had to run Bachmanville a lot with our sticks. Um, and the girls would joke that we were cross country with sticks. Like, yeah. um, and I don't know if Gina really held us more to the time than like the length of where, no, you know, track, what we were. was the track one timed, like your two mile run was that. Oh yeah. That. Okay. Yeah. 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 I was doing competitive in that. And then I forgot that I did cheer, um, okay, for yeah, the yeah. basketball team. Wow. That's good. Really good. I did softball, uh, swimming and diving wrestling. Um, that's right. Yeah. And then I tried track javelin. Um, I I think I almost died actually with javelin. Yeah. And then I think that's why I quit. I was like too much because I threw my javelin. Like when you're practicing, it was like in practice and you're supposed to like run, throw it and then go get it and then turn left and then run back with it. And the people behind you, you know, and they're not supposed to throw their javelin like your teammate, you're practicing. They're not supposed to throw theirs until you've turned left and started running back towards them, you know, but all the way on this side. And the next person threw their javelin while I was still running to get my javelin. So my back is like this and it was a windy day. I remember it being very windy and they like threw it and I'm getting mine and I was picking mine up out of the grass or from the grass cause it didn't go in the grass. And the javelin, his javelin went right through my shirt. Like, Oh my gosh. And is that the day you quit? I don't even know if it was the day I quit or maybe I didn't quit that day, but soon after, cause I just didn't like it. Um, but I remember the coach, whoever it was, I, I can't remember if it was Galloway or another guy, Smitty. I don't know, but he freaked they were like don't move don't move and for me I was still didn't understand like what the heck you know like in my mind like why did they throw it 
never did I think I could have died, you know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're like, too young. We don't, we're not, yeah. we don't care about dying. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, well, you know, dummy, you should have waited until I'm, and he, the, the coach was just screaming and like running to me like, don't move. I think he thought I got hit. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I tried to get back up, but it was attached to my shirt, you know? So he probably thought, oh God, worst accident in life, you know? Yeah, punctured her skin. Yeah. And I remember when he saw, like, I wasn't hit or anything, he was like, and he just started going in on the That's kids. so like, lucky. Idiot. Yeah. And I was just like, no, nah, you know, should I go back in line? You know? So is the front of the javelin, the point, It's is it metal? I think it's metal, but I don't okay. think it's like so sharp. I think it's, it goes down like a cone. Oh, okay. But I don't think it's like a, a needle kind of thing. Oh, but okay. I always thought it was like really a needle. Remember. Yeah. I can't oh, remember. Really? I could be totally wrong. Yeah. Maybe it was a little bit sharper than I thought. Um, but I just, I quit after that. I don't know if it was that or just, you know, I track wasn't really for me. Any of this stuff, you know, wasn't really for me. The other sports. Yeah. Stuck with. But you did good at softball. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. And I do remember you wrestling. I don't, I never watched it, but I did watch you play yeah. softball and you were good at it. Yeah. You were athletic. I'm yeah. surprised field hockey didn't work for you because it was like a legal way to beat yeah. up girls. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yes. It was very competitive like that. Very hands-on. And I think that would bother me a lot. I think that was one of the reasons I got annoyed and was like, I'm going to end up hitting someone in the <laughs> Like, fighting someone. I'm gonna end up <laughs> the head with this stick and get kicked out so I think I knew and I think that's also why I didn't play basketball because I hated the pulling and the slapping because I just want to turn around and punch you in the face when that would happen to me um yeah. but I knew it was all under the radar under the bar that would pat but in wrestling it was like okay I can body slam you if you annoy me so it was very hands-on and I like that I think yeah. I have, a sport has to be extremely hands-on for me, for me to, to, to do it. But if it's like under the radar and then I didn't like the running for field hockey. I, I yeah. Running for me has always been hard. It was a ton of running. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just, it's like soccer, just constant running up and down the field. I think I tried yep. soccer too and was like too much running. Yeah. Yeah. Lots I did of love swimming and diving. Yeah. I'm yeah. surprised you didn't do swimming and diving. Yeah. But I think that might've been when you were doing. So I grew up. So before Milton Hershey's school, my mom made us swim. Okay. We like didn't have a choice. Yeah. And so because she made us do it, I didn't want to. Yeah. Um, but then when I got into college, I actually swam because like now nobody was making me. Right. And so. Right. But yeah, I don't know why I didn't do it at Milton Hershey School. I, I don't even think I really knew that we had a team, yeah. I think. You know what's so funny? Now that I know all that I know, I always, if I were to have one regret about Milton Hershey, it would be that I didn't take advantage of more. Like, yeah. now that I get it, I'm like, oh my gosh, we had access to anything, everything. Yeah. I mean, HOA, you could be a nurse practically by right after you graduate go straight into certification for all the things we learned carpentry automotive uh all the trips we had at just the sports everything i i wanted i should have taken more advantage of i and i wasn't in that mindset of um i don't think i understood also the value of sportsmanship yeah That's 
a lot of times I would quit sports. It annoyed me or it was just like, I didn't have the commitment level. And mm -hmm. now that I look back, I'm like, wow, I, I wish I would have had more of that understanding. Yeah. But before on Hershey school, my mom didn't have money. So I was never in anything. I had never even known what sports were. We would play games and stuff outside, but I never knew sportsmanship teams, nothing like that. Even like yeah. consistent schooling was not, you know, I wasn't even, we would hardly sometimes not go to school, you know, because yeah. we had to go clean some houses with my mom, honestly, up until the yeah. end. Of yeah. I don't even know how I got into Milton Hershey. I don't even know how we passed that test. Um, uh -huh. Because when I got there, I do remember being extremely academically lower than everyone else and socially. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Look at you now. Yeah. Isn't that so funny? Thank God. Now I know what I didn't know. You don't know what you don't know until. <laughs> yeah. Until it and let's parent. talk about what we were talking about before we recorded this. Oh, about yeah. how Telling people need people. to spread the word more about Mountain Hershey School. If you're on any mom blogs on Facebook where you see a mother in trouble financially and she's asking for help from the community and like, what can I do type of things? Those Facebook groups that I'm a part of, I tell those moms, I send the link to Milton Hershey School. I tell them my experience and, you know, how, what good it does for people in that situation that need help. Because I'll tell you, um, my mom cleaned houses before we went to Milton Hershey School and she was really struggling. And as soon as we got in, she got her real estate license. And because we were away, she had time to really bunker down and work hard and it made her successful. So going into Milton Hershey school, you get accepted because you have one parent low income. Yeah. And so now you're taking care of the kids because they're clothed, they're fed, they have a roof over their head. They're learning sports that they never knew about. Yeah. You know what I mean? All this yeah. stuff, community service opportunities, and now that parent can work on themselves. Yes, exactly. So Milt, if you're listening to us, start spreading the word to families that need it. Don't forget about doing that. Yes. And that's what we said earlier. I, I'm constantly telling people about Milton Hershey and like my experience and how awesome of a school it is. But then I don't even think to pull the trigger and say, you know, you should absolutely consider this for your kids, especially if I know they fall under the criteria of being eligible. Um, and now that you've said that, I, that is going to be my number one thought because it's true. I mean, we all say the same thing. It's changed my life for the better. So why not make that your first priority to spread the word and potentially make someone else's life better? Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a life changer. 100%. Yep has changed the, the entire trajectory of all of our lives, all of my siblings, my mom's life, like you said, you know, to be able to know your kids are safe, they're thriving in a better environment and more resources while you're over here fixing this environment and building yourself up without exactly worry about all the other things. Yeah. Yeah. Because, and, and I don't know why it is. I don't know if it's just, they don't need to do this, but 
they lack marketing. You and I both found out or our parents found out about Milton Hershey School from a friend or a family member, not because there was an article somewhere. Right. So right. we need to be the people yeah. spreading that word. Yeah. Because there could, you know, you could help families out. Absolutely. Yeah. Word of mouth marketing. And you know, a lot of a lot of schools and other companies utilize that as their number one way of marketing. Because you, you don't really see Milton Hershey doing like advertising, bring your kid, you know, rarely right. see it. Uh, it is very much about word of mouth. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I've even seen, I think I've seen something on Facebook years ago where there was a conversation in, in the group, it's a milk thing, about belittling other milts, other alumni who then need their children to attend Milton Hershey School mm. as if that is like taboo. What's your problem? How could you, you know, put your kids in this situation? And I'll be honest, if Milton Hershey School was a private boarding school that people paid for, it would be a totally different conversation. People yeah. would pay to send their schools to a boarding school like that. They will pay lots and lots and lots of money. So to talk down to someone who obviously financially needs that support to be able to send their, there's nothing wrong. You're not doing your children a disservice. Right. It's great if they can, you could provide a, you know, a, an environment and an upbringing where they don't need a school like that. But who says someone wouldn't want a school like that? I mean, not a lot of other private schools that people pay lots of money for offer the same things or to the degree that Milton Hershey offers people, you know? Right. So, I mean, honestly, if, if, if I'm doing extremely well and I would want to send my daughter to a boarding school, a prestigious boarding school, I would choose Milton Hershey. Absolutely. Well, not only that, you need to take into consideration this conversation that you're talking about that you saw, and I, I haven't seen it, but, um, it was so long ago, years ago. Yeah. Like what, let's just say, um, and you work in financial planning yeah. that Chris died. Yeah. And, you know, and you were distraught and stopped working and you were in a position right. where you needed it for your daughter. Yeah. You know, nobody should judge yeah. people just because they graduated from Milton Hershey school doesn't mean that they can't fall on hard times. Right. Absolutely. Exactly. So, exactly. you know, and thank God they know about the school so they can Absolutely. go get the help they need. Exactly. And yeah, send them there. I'm going to be spreading the word like crazy to any and anyone I find, you know, that I, that I speak to that, you know, tells me, uh, cause a lot of people, they don't want to share, you know, a lot of people don't financial stability has always been such a taboo subject. Um, uh, people will not talk about their finances and that actually hurts a lot of people. I see it every single day, the shame, the embarrassment that people feel of judgment, rejection. And I, I, I it baffles me because I tell them like you, you as a person are not your finances. Like your situation is what it is. That does not make, that does not define you as a person. Exactly. When we judge each other based on that type of status, it's, it, it kills me. It just, I don't get it. And then it keeps people in the hole that they're in because it's like mental health. People are so ashamed that they've contemplated suicide. They're ashamed of being, in postpartum and the thoughts that they're having and they're ashamed of this mental health situation that they're in so then they don't talk to anybody about it and then it leads to further isolation and depression and it's that right. taboo stigma that we talked about earlier that 
stops you from even pushing through, you know, it it's, yeah. happens in so many areas because of fear of rejection, fear of judgment. Yeah. Yeah. I like the, um, I saw part of the podcast you did with Abigail and yeah. what she's doing, you know, there needs to be more platforms like she's built yes. where it's a safe haven for people to come and talk about that stuff. Yeah. You know, um, be, because yeah, people don't want to say anything because they're afraid of judgment, but if there's a platform built for just that, exactly, they won't get any of that judgment. Yes. All they'll get is help and positivity and guidance and resources to places like Milton Hershey school or whatever else will help them in that little pocket of life that they need help. Yeah. So, exactly. yeah. Yeah. And Jeanette and I, she's another milk. She was in one of my student homes. Um, I interviewed her also. She's in mental health. Um, and her and I and two other milts, uh, Alfonso Nathan and Jonathan Alexander, we did like a four-part series webinar on mental health. Some of the major topics as they affect um, MHS graduates and, and MHS students while they're in there. And it was a phenomenal series. From that series, we created a Facebook group called Milts Talk Mental Health. So now we have tons of milts on that where we just specifically talk mental health. Anjanette's constantly putting out resources, um, coping mechanisms, just everything mental health. And we need more and more and more of that. I, when I was talking- That's to, great. Yeah, I was talking to Abby. We're gonna start something new, another webinar and maybe make it more um, regular, like every Monday. Or, and we have you know some speakers, more panelists. Um, and will you open it up to people that are non-milts? Like maybe you need to expand it. Yeah. I, and I, yeah, I think that's a great idea. Absolutely. Because we yeah. have, you know, the, the uh, Facebook groups that's milts only. Um, and that one webinar we did was milts only. So yeah, I think that's a great idea to expand it because everyone's yeah. with mental health, not just milts. Yeah. 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 And then it will spread the word to those people about, they'll be like, Yes. Oh, this is a cool platform for what I need it for. But then there's a Smilton Hershey school. What is a Smilton yes. Hershey school? What are, you know, and then they'll look into it and then yes. maybe they'll spread great the word idea. to people. Yes. Yeah. What a great idea. Yes. I love that. You are, <laughs> you are enlightening me with this stuff. <laughs> Spreading the word. That is good. Yeah. Absolutely. We're going to talk with Abby about that and get it going. Yeah. All about yeah. getting it started. Yeah. Really good. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I want to know after um, after Milton Hershey School, you did you decide to go to college? I did. I went to Ryder University, okay. and I went there for two years, but I got in with a bad crowd um, and just wasn't prepared to be independently, you know, just responsible. Yeah. Oh wait, hold on. Let me decline this call. Okay. Okay. I'm back. I put do not disturb on my phone, but I guess it didn't work. Um, so then I finished my associate's degree here at our, um, local community college, Florida state college at Jacksonville. And so, yeah, I have my associates and that's what I have. Maybe one day I'll finish my bachelor's, but right now I don't need to. Exactly. You know, honestly, I, I, after being an entrepreneur for so long, um, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm against college, but especially for my daughter's generation, I don't even know how colleges will exist at that point, unless they're obviously specialized 
careers like engineering, you know, medical, um, things like that, where you do need the schooling and the certifications for that. But business, I mean, I, I could, I have, and I could probably say that because I have two masters and a bachelor's. So I don't feel bad talking bad about going to college, you know, like <laughs> I will yeah, like I've been there. I have the experience of that. So I think I'm qualified to say I would not do it again. And I, and I don't think that we will guide our daughter. Need it. Yeah, exactly. To succeed. College. Yeah. Because most people, what we've been programmed and conditioned is go to college, get a job, go to college, get a job. You can't get a good job without college. Never did we say you could be a business owner. You don't really need college, you know, that yep. was never even a thought in our generation, you know? So mm -hmm. I think it's different now for the younger kids. I'm seeing more and more early entrepreneurs who don't want to go to college and aren't under that same pressure. I think we were, um, yeah. I think the programming is changing the access that they have to creating businesses, YouTubers, blogging, followers on TikTok can make you a freaking child millionaire. It's ridiculous. Right. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's incredible. So, yeah. Yeah. I think college is, is changed completely and that they are now behind the mark trying to catch up marketing themselves to kids now where, you know, all, paying all that money and all those loans. <laughs> Yeah. I know people that graduated. Um, I know a couple attorneys who feel like they have to stay in the field of law yeah. because that's where their student debt is coming from. Yeah. But they have other things to give and other businesses they could start, like yeah. things that they're really good trade-wise in yeah. that they'd be happier doing than staring at a screen all day. Right. And they won't do it because they think, oh, well, this is what I went to school for. This is what I need yeah, to do. And they're not happy. And I'm like, you could literally start a company doing this, that, or the other, whatever they're good at trade-wise, no. be an entrepreneur and probably make more than yeah. what you're making as an and attorney. You're less stress. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And be happy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because you're pursuing something that, you know, makes you a little bit happier, I think. Not that yeah. law or whatever people studied didn't make them happy, but a lot of times when it's that, I feel like I have to continue this way because I've invested so much already. We do that with relationships. We do that with careers. We do that with everything. Um, yep. But it, it could, again, be one of those things that's stopping us from going to the very next level. Let that go. You've invested in it. Fine. Like I look back at my student loans now and I'm like, what did I do? But then I'm like, whatever. It was an experience. Yeah. It is what it is. I can't take it back. But now I know with my daughter, like, no, no pressure with college. I'm absolutely going to make her think like an entrepreneur at an early age. Right. No. She wants to go to college. That's yeah. great. Exactly. But you don't yep. need it to succeed. Yeah. No box. We, we think exactly at all times. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So then after, um, after you finished your associates and you said you moved to Florida, what mm -hmm. was the next thing for you? So then I got into uh, selling life insurance okay. and at first I liked it. I liked building relationships with people. I liked guiding them to ensure their family. Yeah. And there were like a couple phone calls that I, it'll take all day for me to talk to you about yeah. that really like 
made me have a passion for it. But then management kind of changed. It was a corporate office and they became like churn and burn and like get off the phone and make the next sale. Yeah. 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 And that's just not me. Yeah. And I was making a ton of money, um, doing it, but I was working very long hours and it was okay. Cause I didn't have a child yet and I was single and that was fine. Yeah. But then when it became this different environment, I'm like, mm, I need to look for something else. So then I was like, I'm going to buy a house. Mm-hmm. So the agent I had when I bought the house disappeared after two months in to owning the home, my house flooded because of a botched bathroom job that my neighbors told me about. And I called my realtor and I'm like, I just found out that some shady stuff happened with the plumbing. Like, what can we do? And she just was like, oh, well, we don't want to get sued. You know, the transactions over kind of thing and kind of left me in the dust. So I had to clean up that whole mess. Wow. And then I went to sell it. Um, cause it was just one thing after the other. Yeah. And, um, I was like, I just want to be done with it. So then I went to sell it and the agent I chose to sell it did something under the belt and I didn't like, it was a little shady yeah. and I'm thinking, my God, if these are the type of realtors out there, like yeah. I should get into real estate yeah. cause I would do great. Yeah. So then I decided to get my license and I got out of life insurance and now I'm in real estate. And it turns out that there are a lot of great realtors out there. I just had bad experiences with those two. Um, But yeah, so that's how that happened. Yeah. And you know, there's bad apples in every industry. Absolutely. Every industry you're bound to get your bad apples or the people who, like we had said earlier, who aren't the long-term thinkers. You know, they're just flipping the sales, trying to play a numbers game and not a long-term, long-term game. Yeah, Yeah, no, that's, um, and that's how I built or thought of Harrow um, because I was talking to a lot of people that have used big agents in this area. They're like, they have big teams, they make more than me. Mm -hmm. And their, their feedback on these agents is, I didn't hear uh, from them after the closing, like that was it. They just kind of left me in the dust. And that's how I felt when I purchased my home. And I was like, customer relationship building, I've learned in my own real estate business is the most important. Like I take a lot of my proceeds and I put it back into giving gifts, you know, doing events for my customers, like giving back to them. Um, and that's what you have to do to build a relationship and loyalty with them. You can't just like get your money and then never talk to them again. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause that's just not the the way that I roll. And, um, so yeah, um, it's just, it can be crazy, but it's, I I'm enjoying it. I I love it. And it's awesome that you you're in one industry and you see yet an, another need, like first you, you were the client and in two different scenarios, two different people, you said, oh, I could do this better. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and get my license because I know I can do this better. So you got into that. And then even now in this environment, you see people making a lot of money, yet there is still a need of that maintenance of relationships. So that then teaches you to create 
a business that will then fill that need. And that is such a great entrepreneur quality is to be watching, right. observing and seeing, okay, there's a need here. Maybe I could build a business around this need. Yeah, that's yeah. So good. So Harrow, that is the company you now built to basically sell and offer gifts and things like that to realtors who want to maintain a good uh, ongoing relationship with their clients. That Absolutely. is awesome. And you know, what's so crazy. So we rent, um, I bought, um, some, some houses in California with my brother. Um, and like the, the experience was great, but it is, people don't realize all that goes into buying property, whether it's for yourself, especially if it's for yourself, tax, uh, property taxes, then you have all of your maintenance fees, pipes are bound to burst, your foundation is shifting constantly, um, homeowners insurance, so many different maintenance things. I mean, the gas blows out, that's a new thing. And you, and you living there, that's one thing. And then you're buying a house and you wanna rent it out to, to some tenants. You're still paying all of those maintenance costs, plus the mortgage, plus the property taxes, all of that, all that they're paying for is the rent and the um, utilities. Plus you have to worry about any damage that they then do. People, I don't, I don't think people realize all that goes into making that decision to buy. It's a yeah. huge commitment. It can, you know, based on your, your rate of re or your interest rate with your loan with the bank, you know, that can change. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you saw that movie, um, the big short, no, but I, oh, I hear about it all it. the time. Yes. Great. Is it on Netflix right now or something? I know it was um, when it first came out, after it first came out, um, it was on Netflix. Um, I don't know where, what platform it would be on now. Maybe Amazon. Well, I'll look it up because yeah. I've heard the name of the movie. I didn't know what it was about Yeah. Um, a few times. It really was about the real estate bubble that happened in 07 and 08. That's okay. what it's about. And it, and it talked about it in such a way you, you definitely, it's fast paced. Um, I had to watch it twice to really let it all sink in because there's yeah. so quickly, lots of stuff going on, but at the end it was very like, wow, my goodness. Um, I so gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. it. It will teach you so much of what happened at that time, why these people were you know, getting foreclosed on. So I know people who lost their homes at that time uh, because mm -hmm. of the skyrocket in their, in their interest rate. I mean, so many things people aren't aware of. And that's yep. another form of conditioning. We've all been programmed buy a house. That's when you're successful, you buy a house. And yeah. most people are, they're not even a, in a position financially to take on all that it takes to buy a house. Then they find themselves refinancing, struggling to, to do the maintenance fee. Like it, it's, it's such a huge, a bigger um, ordeal than just mm -hmm. get a loan, buy a house. So yep. much more money on the back end. Absolutely. Yeah, no, you, you, you can't just, you know, uh, budget for closing costs and everything like that. You need to have another budget, like you said, for maintenance, yes. because like in my position, the pipes burst two months after, yeah. you know, and things like that happen all the time, all the time. Yeah. And, and so there's a lot of people out there that just, they want to rent. They'll never want to buy because exactly. all they have to do is get on the phone with the landlord and yeah. this is what's going on and they come fix it.
done and done, no commitment. Uh, and that's yeah. actually what, what caused us as we moved from California, we, we were like, no commitment. We just want to rent, be able to go whenever we want. Um, but I was going to say, the, oh, we always go through a realtor uh, when we want to find the new place. Um, and the realtor that we found for this place was actually the realtor that worked for the, the lady, the landlord. And um, mm -hmm. every like three months, they're gifting us something. I mean, homemade jam, um, beautiful, fun little puzzles that we can yes. do. Uh, and you can, uh, if, you, if you get it right and they draw your name, you get gift cards, like such fun things. And we're just renters. We yeah. are not even the landlord who actually they work for, you know? Yeah. They've even established a relationship with us, the tenants, which to me is like so smart. And that's what gets these people well, ahead. Because even if you guys decide to continue renting, yeah. when you have a friend or family member who needs a realtor, guess who you're going to send them to? Exactly. Exactly. So even if they don't make the business off of you, yes. and that's what that is the like number one thing. Have you ever read the book, The One Thing by Gary Keller? No. Okay. The one thing. So pretty much the gist of it is that what is the one thing that you can do every day to better your business that will make your business easier for you and yeah. sustainable? And you pick that one thing and you just do it yeah. all the time. So for us as realtors, it's our database. You write down every single person you know, and then you keep in touch with them. They say, try to do it 33 times a day, get in front of them, whether it's sending them a newsletter monthly, yeah. sending them what are called pop buys, uh -huh. not chicken pot pie, not <laughs> Popeye's chicken. It's called pop buy. So that's what you're, this lady's doing for you guys. Those are called Popeyes and yeah. she's giving you gifts. Yes. Well, a lot of realtors don't have the time, the ones that are busy right now, Yeah. but they want to continue doing that. They just don't have the time. So that's what Harrow's going to do. It's going to be a business where they can just order gifts. We assemble them, deliver them to the agent, wow. and then she or he can go out and distribute them to their customers because they want to keep doing that. They just don't have the time. But yeah, that's like the number one thing in real estate that you need to do is keep reminding people you're doing real estate, you're their expert. And like, if they have a family or friend referral or a renter referral, yeah, you know, you send them to them yeah, and that's who they are. They're your expert. Yeah, exactly. Very smart. Very smart. Is that your little one? Yes, she is. You want to come, Bum Bum? She wanted me to put on some pants for her. Her little fairy pants. Come here, Bum Bum. You want to say hi? She's Look like, I know. She goes through like uh, shy stages and then she'll not be shy. And then she'll shy. The other day, she was shy to talk to grandma on the phone. And I'm like, why are you shy to talk to grandma? Yeah, it's so cute. Jacob's the same way. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. They go through all these different little stages. It's so cute. It is so funny. It's yeah. uh, it, yeah, they're all over the place, but um, it's just where they are right now. Yeah, and I try to be like, I, I try not to question it too much. Um, a lot of times I'll be the one, like she'll do something, and you know, Chris and I are like, well, I don't know if we we like this how she's being, you know, these past couple of weeks. What is it from? And I'll usually be the one that 
that's like she's three it's normal and he's like no we're not normal people and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I actually asked his pediatrician I was like because he just runs around like he's very sweet very intelligent yeah. but a lot of energy mm. so you know I said to her when is there ever a time like when should I be concerned about this or is this just his age yeah she's like this right now at three and a half is fine yeah yeah. She's like, if he's doing this at like five and a half, six, yeah. then you worry about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, these, so. these, these young years, I feel like are, even the, the, their pickiness with eating, I try not to worry about that too much because she's gone in stages with eating too. There are times where she, anything I put in front of her and I was so happy. And then she just went a no meat diet. And I'm like, what happened? Like no salmon, nothing. And now she's back to eating a little bit of meat here and there and then, you know, some vegetables she used to love, she won't eat anymore. So I try not to think too much of it. I know it's just little, little stages. A cartoon can make her change her mind for two weeks. You know? Right. Yeah. 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 The yeah. cartoon doesn't like broccoli, you know, for two weeks, she won't like broccoli, <laughs> even though she loved broccoli. <laughs> That's hilarious. I know they're yeah. just, it's, it's just chalk it up to the age. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I do, I do get like, um, I think weekly or month, it used to be weekly, but I think it's monthly uh, from baby center, little emails that uh -huh. describe like what to expect this month. And it is always oh. on point, okay. extremely on point with exactly where she's always been. So I'm always like, wow, this is, it's so crazy how they know and they tell you what to expect and it's happening. Like I, I do. I love babycenter.com. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go was on that it. Even while I was pregnant and it gave me, what did the baby look like and the size of this and what you're going through. And then all wow. the way up until three, four years old. Interesting. Yeah. I'm going to write yeah. babycenter.com. Baby yeah. Yeah. I need to get on that. And I, and show Justin, cause he, he didn't really grow up around a lot of little kids. So yeah. this is very foreign to him. I had like cousins yeah. that were younger than me. All yeah. of his cousins are older than him. So like he, he's getting books. He's trying yeah. to understand. We're always trying to educate ourselves more. Right, right. Because we, we don't want to, you don't want to punish them for, no. you know, it's just who they are right now. So how can we work with it where we're all staying sane? yeah <laughs> exactly and everybody's like patient and calm yeah exactly that's so funny it is it's an ongoing process of learning yeah. it is yeah so when you um you got into real estate and then you created um harrow um did you always know that you wanted to be an entrepreneur or do you think that came later in life no yeah i didn't know until i had a lot of stuff happened to me and it built up my confidence, like, um, traumatic stuff with the house. And then, um, this, um, just other dynamic happened. And I was like at the lowest point in my life and I never really had much confidence in myself. Cause I wasn't like instilled that like my mom's a great mom. She's amazing. Uh, you know, you can ask any milk, like your brother-in-law, who she would take for Christmases. Like she's very giving, very, yeah. She's just like a lover, takes in yeah. kids like they're her own, takes in anyone like they're her own, gives yeah. them the shirt off her back. But she wasn't someone who instilled confidence yeah. and like um, 
you know, don't worry that you got a D you're going to do better next time. Like you're an awesome kid. Like I, I never got positive affirmations from my mom. Um, so I was always like holding back, I think yeah. like internally. Um, and it wasn't until I was at like the lowest point of my life. I was pregnant. My house that flooded when I first bought it was just about done. All it needed was carpet and drywall. And I was seven months pregnant and a hurricane came and flooded it again. Oh my gosh. Then at that time, there was like toxicity going on in a relationship close to me, close enough where it was affecting Justin and I. Um, And so all of that kind of came to a head and I like came to enlightenment and like clarity And I was like, I'm going to kill it in life. Yeah. Like I'm going to rise above it. I think that song's in like cool runnings or something. Rise above it. It's like a (laughs) reggae song. Every time I say it, I think of that. But, and um, that's when I started having this entrepreneur mindset. Yeah. Wow. There's a book I think you'd like, I don't know if you've heard of it before, but it's called The E-Myth. Have you heard yes. of that? Yep. I have that right back here, actually. Yes. Yeah. Very yeah. good book. I read that early on. Yeah. Yes. So what happens is when you start to get these entrepreneur kind of like epiphanies, yeah, you're doing the work of the entrepreneur idea you have to like build it up and yeah. now you want to run it. But you were like just the tradesman kind of going through the motions. Right. Now you want to run a business. That's a whole different thing. Yeah. So there's the entrepreneur who comes up with the ideas. There's the manager who manages everything. And then there's like the tradesman. And you kind of started off as a tradesman. And now all of a sudden you've got these amazing ideas. Yeah. One, you need to be confident enough to believe in it and just do it. Like, that's my advice. Yeah. Like if I would have just listened to the little voice inside of me, like you can't do this. Right. I wouldn't be where I am today. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I just passed past that threshold and that's when I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur and that I could possibly do it. But no, it took me until I was, I got pregnant with Jacob when I was 33. So it took me until I was 33, 34 and I'll be 37 this year. So just recently. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. You and I, I think are very, very similar in so many ways. I got pregnant at that same time. Yep. Um, I got into entrepreneurship in 08. So it was a little bit earlier for me, um, Uh my brother. Um, But same thing, just lifestyle I hated. I was so unhappy. Um, I did always know um, I didn't want to work for someone the rest of my life. And I think that came out of like a I, I was never good with authority. Um, I loved authority that was a good and um, the type of authority that makes you feel good, you know? Yes. They're genuine. They're tough on you, but you know that it's for your good. I never yeah. liked the type of authority that was like authority just for the authority, the power of mm-hmm. it. And, um, you know, that type that I just did not like that. And I that leaked also into, you know, the my jobs, I always laugh about it. Um, and I don't know if it's good or bad, but I've been fired from every job I've ever had. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Like when I go back and I think, was there a job I wasn't fired from? None. 
even Wendy's was my very first job, 14 years old in Milton Hershey, got fired from there. Um, I got fired from a, a pharmacy that I worked for. I got fired from, um, I was laid off as a pharmaceutical sales rep, um, just hotel, I got fired from there. And it was never like, you're a bad employee, nothing like that. It was always that I would challenge my management. I either thought it could be done better or I thought, you know, you're not a good manager. You're not a good leader. And you put a lot of us down. There's a lot of favoritism. And I would always um, challenge it. And they never liked it. I think that's what even in Milton Hershey, um, I went through four different student homes um, in seven years. And I looked during the time I thought, what's wrong with me? You know, I must not be good. But as an adult, I see now, and some of these house parents, you know, are no longer there for certain reasons. But I see now that I wasn't bad in no. school environment. I was a straight A. All my teachers loved me. Great relationships with all teachers and coaches. But the student home life was that authority I didn't like. I, I didn't feel it was fair and I would challenge it. They, you know, would put me on detentions for something I thought was so silly I would challenge and then it would just be with, it wouldn't be a conversation. It would be just more detentions. And yeah, I'm the adult. You need to listen to me. Yeah. I'm the authority. Right. Yeah. Like instead of con constructive talk, like let's yeah. sit down and talk through this. And I'm going to tell you why you're on detention, Alzara, yeah. like a normal person would do, exactly. but you're right. There's those people out there that are just authority for authority or they're scared. Yeah. that you're going to take their job. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Lots They're intimidated by you. Yes. 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 Yeah. And they do, they want to belittle as much as possible. And for me, I was just done. And, you know, I'll just, I'll just not come in. Or when I am here, I'm, I'm going to be the way that I am. <laughs> like I even worked at a restaurant towards the very end. That's where Chris and I met at a steakhouse. And I was one of the best I would, all of my tables loved me. People would come in asking for me. The check would be an average of 175 to, to 250. Whoa. Always upsell great wines. Um, and I was just liked, and only like two of the managers really liked me because they were not, they were leaders and not managers. Um, but the rest did not like me whatsoever. They would try to give me the worst schedule, but they couldn't fire me because I brought so much money to them and everyone who came in and, and had one of my section or asked for me, loved me. So it, but it taught me then, now that I know it wasn't me, it was them because mm -hmm. when I am around a leader or a mentor who has those qualities of nurturing and challenging you, um, but they're trying to make you better. I immediately take to it. I'm very, yes. very, I take to that very well. Yeah, I agree. Same. Yeah. 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 And I think that's what made me a great entrepreneur is because I know how to lead people now and I know how to mm -hmm. challenge them and build them up and show them that there, there's so much more potential in them, you know, without belittling them or, you know, it's, it's such a fine line leadership and yeah. management. Yeah. yeah. I had, when I first started in real estate, um, it's been two and a half years in Florida. So I, I did it in New Jersey with my mom, but I just wasn't, I was young and not confident enough. Yeah. Um, but in Florida, I decided to join a team and this woman 
like started the brokerage that I was a part of, um, God fearing woman, you know, I just had all my trust put in her. Um, but then I started seeing like some red flags. I wanted to start making informational videos. Like you see me doing now. Yes. And at first I was nervous because it's very, you know, nerve wracking to start making videos when you've never done it. Right. And instead of like encouraging me and saying like, Kristen, you know what? You're awesome. You can do this. She was like, well, you don't have to do anything you don't feel comfortable doing. I mean, maybe you just shouldn't do it. So that was like red flag number one. And then I just started seeing, I I, I just didn't feel empowered by her. I didn't feel like positive vibes. Yeah. And so I hired a coach. Um, cause I'm like, I'm not getting much guidance from her in my opinion. So I hired a coach and she said, what is your disc personality? Which is a Tony Robbins thing. Yeah. She said, did you take your disc personality, um, with this lady who was in charge of your team? And I said, yes. So she's like, I want you to take your disc personality and, uh, I'm going to tell you what I think. Yeah. So I take my disc personality and the type of personality I am, she said that woman should have never hired me as a buyer's agent. I am like a leader and I, I have the type of personality that is just not what fits someone who need, who is like going to work for someone else. Some people thrive on working for other people and that type of guidance. And she's like, you don't have the personality to be on a team. You are a leader. And she's like, that woman knows Keller Williams and Keller Williams uses the disc personality thing to kind of put teams together say this person would be good for the position you're hiring for and stuff like that and she's like you should have never been working for someone else right um and so yeah there's just some people that like you and I who just weren't built to work for other people we're just built to build other people up because like when I have an employee I have a girl working with me for Harrow yeah I build her up. Like she has a strong personality like me. So at first I was like, oh, this might not work, you know, but we just like talk it out. And then I am constantly like giving her positive feedback, you know, just encouraging her. And like, she loves that. And that's, what's going to make her succeed even more. Yeah. And more productive for you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Big companies, you know, a big company is, is doing well and they understand when they invest back into their employees, you know, they bring people in to teach their employees higher level, like belief. I, uh, I think Tony Robbins talked about that, bringing people into your company just to teach them to believe in themselves, which then will increase their productivity for you later. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And, and a lot of time, I think managers like that, where they start to see, wow, this was a really good idea. Her doing these informative videos, which honestly I saw them and I was like, awesome. I love that. She does that. It's branding. It's teaching. People always want to be taught as opposed to being sold something. And people will always remember Kristen doing these videos, you know, Thank you. I told Chris, I'm like, I need to start doing this. And I've always wanted to, 
you know, get on camera and constantly talk what I do, you know, or not constantly, but put it in there more than my other posts. But for me, it was like the belief and the consistency and I'm yeah. not pulling the trigger on it. But I told Chris, when I saw it, I'm like, this is what I want to do. But yeah. if an insecure person sees that, then they're like, oh gosh, I should have done this or she's doing this. It's going to be better than me. And that's just their insecurity that then yeah. tries to put a cap on what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I mean, I, I see hope. people making videos and they're not all glammed up, but yeah. the content and what's yeah. coming out of their mouths is giving people, um, you always want to come from a place of, um, contribution. So yeah. if somebody's contributing to me and they're telling me information that is valuable, I don't care what they look like, what they sound like. Um, it's, it's going to work. Like it's, it, people are going to watch it. People are going to appreciate it. You yeah. can do it in the car, whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's just about bringing value. That's what literally I just try to live my whole life now on that whole thought, just whatever I do in life. I just hope I can bring value, whether it's even kindness or a prayer, or let me teach you something, or, you know, let me empower you in this way, whatever it is. I just want to bring value to people. Of course, yeah. I want people to bring value to me. It's how I choose my friends and my associations now. Um, you know, is it going to grow me or is it going to take something away from me and bring me down in any way? And is the, is the information I'm giving to people is my aura benefiting people or is it not benefiting their mindset you know uh yeah. it's, it's just bring value whatever that is it doesn't have to be super smart it could be anything it could just be a supportive encouraging word to people yeah it could be a life hack yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> Which I like love. i watch i watch these life hacks all the time i'm like oh my gosh i never that, thought yeah i'm like thank I god i it. saw this yeah, yeah. I saw the other day about how to put your bag over your trash can isn't that yes and, and then flip it yeah like you don't put it in and around you actually put it on top and then stuff it yeah yeah well okay really that cool. and then also instead of like i used to dump the trash like i just put the bottom of the bag oh yeah on the lip yeah now i cover the whole thing yes flip it over yes if yeah, somebody I made a video about that, that one yeah i knew it i'd be like oh my god that's hilarious. Wow. I, I do. Miss, I love those hacks. Me too. That's, that's funny. Oh my God. So what do you think? What do you think has been your challenge so far? And once you delved into real estate, because real estate as an agent, you're an entrepreneur. It is you're on a 1099. It is your business. Um, you're not technically an employee. Some some companies, I think they might set it up where you're an employee, but I think most you're on like a 1099, like a contractor. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. So during this time of, of entrepreneurship in real estate and now creating yet another business, Harrow, what do you think has been your biggest challenge? Time. Um, Cause I have Jacob. So, you know, having a toddler makes it a little harder. Yeah. <laughs> so just the time and, oh, also something that's really helped me. I was struggling with, cause there's so much going on. Yeah. that if I don't have it in my calendar, it doesn't exist. Yes. So time blocking was a big challenge. Mm. That's something that I've conquered. It goes in my phone calendar and I have this really cool um, 
I'll show you later after the yeah. show, but it's a calendar, but it's like more than a calendar. It's like yeah. organizing. It, it keeps oh, you yeah. on track. Like how many people have you touched today? Like yeah. how many people have you gotten in front of? Um, you know, what is your business plan for the next couple months? Yeah. Are you going to do a customer event? Are you going to do a Popeye? You know, and what is that going to be? How many people are you going to do that with? So this calendar, I use it as a day timer. Then it's on my phone and time blocking has been phenomenal for me. Yes. I think I, um, I listened to an audio long ago about time management. Um, I forget who the, um, who the book, who, who the author was, um, but it was actually really good. He's really well known too. I'm going to look it up. It's important. Yes, because it is so, most people's excuse to not do something is time management. I don't have enough time. Yeah. And a lot of times what I tell people when they say that, um, Brian Tracy, um, how to okay. master your time. That's what it was. Brian Tracy, how to master your time. I just tell people, you know, it's not that you don't have time. It's that this is not a priority. Um, right. So it's, one about prioritizing something and then two like you said block it out because there will always be things happening that's you know not in our control or oh someone gets sick or whatever the case is but blocking something out and having like a schedule structured schedule to stick to is so crucial especially when you're juggling a business a, a being a wife, being a mom, being a friend, being a daughter, being a sister you know there are so many things that we are and, and people and things that are expected of us. Um, time, yeah, is a fleeting thing. Okay. So, so the next question, we were just talking about your biggest challenge, uh, which is time, not having enough time to do all the things that you want. So um, a good structured schedule really helps with that. And then uh, what about self-development? What kind of self-development do you do and how often? um self-development like self-care yes any sort of um i think a lot of times there's self-care that we do and then there's also like the self-development like growth mindset stuff if they're separate for you tell me a little bit of both um if you jumble them all together tell me how you do it okay so um i definitely have found that making time to work out is better it's good for your mind too so it does kind of go into the mental but furthering my um mental uh like just gaining more knowledge I like to learn more things especially about what I'm doing if it has something to do like those books the e-myth or the one thing like books like that I like to read or I'll listen to them on audible in the car podcasts that kind of are in tune with what I do in life for business and, and life. So that that's my self-development is always educating myself, reading, listening to new things and um, working out yeah. like when I can. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I changed my diet. Yeah. Mm, that's Changing big. my diet helped too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, my husband does a real estate podcast where he gets um, realtors and oh. yeah, it's called property players. I think he wanted you to be a guest at one point. Um, I'll tell him to message you again. He might've messaged you. I don't remember how he said he might've, 
uh, on some social media platform. But if you want to also be a guest on his, it's called Property Players. Um, I'll share his profile with you so that way uh, you can link up. Um, but okay. yeah, he does um, real estate, that real estate podcast, which is really cool. So I think you'd be a good fit there. I haven't really listened. Sure. You know, that's one thing I don't do, uh, which I should definitely do more of is listen to podcasts. For me, like self-development is, is I don't want to say a chore, but it's definitely something I have to work on actively because I know it's good and I need it. Um, whereas my self-care is completely different. Um, it's yeah. less reading, spending time outside, uh, of course, the candles and the lotion on the feet. Um, but the, yeah. self, the self-care stuff is, uh, or the self-development stuff is something I always have to remind myself to do. Um, yeah. Because it doesn't come easy for me. I think Chris eats it up. He 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 listens to all kinds. He's will never watch anything that's not teaching him something, you know? Yeah. Whereas like my favorite thing to do at night is to watch whales and dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> like I had a, a real housewives paused <laughs> and, um, but then I have this book I'm reading in front of me and I'm like, yeah. okay, which one's bettering me? <laughs> so it's like, shut that off and read yeah. your book and, right. and but exactly. it's a, but it is like you said like it's a chore like it's yeah. something you're deciding to do yeah yeah so when I sit down and watch the housewives it's because I want to dumb it down no, I've no. been on all day yeah I need a like break yeah but I enjoy reading so I have to remember that like yeah. it doesn't have to be a chore if you enjoy it exactly yeah so what I usually tell people and you can switch it up you can do like self-help and informative knowledge that helps you in your business, but also read, you know, a fictional book yeah. every now and then. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I tell people if I'm mentoring them and, you know, we're getting into the self-development um, discipline. I always say like, start, start with something you like. Is there a genre that you like? It really doesn't have to be self-development constantly, constantly, because that could just become, it could deter you the other way and just be against it. Um, so yeah, I tell people switch it up. It's totally okay for you to read a romance, you know, in between yep. or watch your whales or whatever it is you want to watch. You need a good balance of both. Yeah, I agree. Your your um, diet change. So what's that been? Because Chris is also doing um, a complete diet change. He did like a juicing for two weeks, and now he's doing like only fruit in the morning, mostly vegetables, not a lot of meat, not any meat really. Um, so that's a big change. Yeah. So I gained some weight over COVID and the only diet I ever knew to like shed the pounds fast is take out the carbs. Yeah. So no sugar fruit included, mm -hmm. no, like no sugar, no mm -hmm. spaghetti, no bread. Um, and so mine is like opposite of Chris. I'm like carnivore diet right wow. now. Yeah. Wow. So and salads. So like yeah. yeah. So any type of vegetable Routine that vegetable. doesn't have carbs, like tomatoes are high in carbs. I don't eat them. Mm -hmm. Carrots have carbs. Peppers don't. Spinach mm -hmm. doesn't. So like I'm keeping the low carb vegetables, meat and cheese. Yeah. You know, it takes a lot of discipline. That's one area for me. Discipline in general. You would think I have it all because I have a cup that says discipline, but it is my weakness. 
in every area like that and the structure also i'm very much like you know um discipline in food for me is very very hard discipline in working out consistently just getting on a good consistent schedule for me has always been something i i like work against Um, yeah so it's weird like i know it's what i need to work on though even when i the way i raise amina it's always chris's extreme structure where she will be on a schedule what she eats what she learns what she plays everything is scheduled out whereas me it's just like what do you feel today? Yeah. <laughs> Same with me. Yeah. <laughs> but you seem like to be able to do a diet like that takes so much discipline. I mean, a lot. Food for yeah. me, when people have discipline in what they eat, I feel like they have discipline across the board. Yeah. 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 yeah no. Um, I don't know if you've seen like The Rock. I don't know if you follow him on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, but so he has these like crazy cheat days. And so I will do that when I'm on a trip, like a weekend trip. Mm, Yeah. I will eat carbs. Yeah. And so it's almost like, and then when I do, I enjoy it more Mm -hmm. because I've deprived myself of it, you know, for so long. And I I don't gain much of the weight back because I've already got myself down to where I want to be. Yeah. It is. I think a lot of times you do need to reward yourself in, in ways when you're working so hard. It's important to reward yourself. Yeah. But yeah. self-discipline is very hard. Yeah. Like, it is. Like, but the first step is knowing it about yourself. So you yes. know it about yourself. Yep. So you yep. just work I got on the it. awareness. Yep. It's just working small, small steps help. Exactly. Back up. Yeah. So speaking of the pandemic, um, how has the pandemic affected you personally and also your business um personally it made me spend more time with my son um I actually was the busiest I've ever been during the pandemic so that was hard because I had him with me and um so we were just like balls to the walls excuse my French um (laughs) And I was just dragging him through, through the muck with me. Um, but then I was also spending so much time with him and it, and it changed me in the way that like, I realized like, I need to spend more time with him. I need to put my phone down at like five or six, unless I have like a multiple offer situation and I need to be like, I'm something emergency with my customers is going on. Like, unless I'm super busy with something that needs immediate attention. I have to put my phone down and spend time with my son, play with his monster jam trucks, take him to the beach. Like that's how it changed me. Um, is I realized I was spending too much time working and less time, um, quality time with him. Yeah. that's so cool. And then the way it changed my business. So at first it was amazing. Yeah. And then, uh, there were a couple changes, like when you walk through a house, you have to use a hand sanitizer. They had little booties to put on you gloves, you know, um, they wouldn't let a certain amount of people in a house at a time. Um, so people thought that the real estate industry was going to suffer there, but it really was a busy year for all of us last year. Um, but now, and I don't know if it's because of the pandemic, 
I, I mean, I can't imagine what else it, it's been. Um, there's more buyers than sellers. Yes. So it's slowed down the business. So now you're doing double the work, you know, like now you have to do double of what you were doing to lead generate. Right. Because um, there's a book called The Shift by Gary Keller. Um, and that tells you <clears throat> in a market like this, how you shift with the market. Yeah. And pretty much it's just, you do what you've been doing, but you do double of that. Like, so, um, and that's really all you can do, yeah. but yeah. So that's how it affected me. It, it could have been worse. Um, but I, I think it, it, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. I mean, it sucked obviously, but yeah. we got through it. Yeah. You know, a lot of people I've been interviewing have said the pandemic was kind of like a, 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 a silver lining or even benefited their business or sparked a whole brand new avenue in their business, like virtual events and virtual meetings. Um, so I know as horrific as the entire event was and still is, it, it actually created a lot of things for people even yeah. family time like you said yeah so many it was like a reset yes yeah 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 it was a little reset i mean obviously it was unfortunate for a lot of people yeah. um there were a lot of bad things that happened people lost their lives my grandma who's 93 who worked out more than i did wow. um her gym shut down so she took a decline medically uh -huh. so it affected people in different ways but yes i believe there was a silver lining in certain ways too yeah absolutely it kind of made us aware um yeah a lot more things yep exactly yeah so how do you think you've grown as an individual during the time of ownership, business ownership? Uh, I mean, you have, you'll grow in so many different ways. Um, Harrow, we just started, so it's not even um, off the ground. Right now I'm doing a lot of like market research with realtors, high producing realtors who have been in the business for a while and I'm sending them the gifts that I'm making Mm -hmm. and like the little taglines and I'm getting their feedback, you know, like, is this something you would want to give to your customers? Um, do you like the presentation? So I'm kind of like market researching right now. Mm -hmm. um, it has had me grow in the fact that like, I look at business a little differently now because like you have to budget every single thing. Every so now yeah, now I'm learning like Google Sheets and it's like, okay, how much does each Popeye cost? How much do you want to make on each Popeye? Yeah. Um, but then also keep it affordable for the realtors. Right. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of math uh, and, you know, so it's, it's growing my ma mathematical ability. Yes. That's for sure. Yes. Um, and then it's just um, doing a lot better with like multitasking because mm -hmm. I have to. Yeah, so definitely. it's helped me grow in that way. Yeah. And like going back to the self-development, it has me like yearning more for that because you really can't be an entrepreneur and grow without that. Exactly. Yeah. And it does. Entrepreneurship will teach you so many new things and challenge you so many. I've heard people learn coding, you know, creating websites where they thought they would never, ever have to learn something like that. But again, because it's 
for a business endeavor, you're going to teach it to yourself or you're going to find ways to learn it. Yeah. And yeah. COVID, like, I wish I would have thought about Harrow before, like when COVID hit, because yeah. then I would have had, even though I was busy in real estate, I also had a little bit more downtime. Yeah. Um, and I would have had the time. So like right now, in my opinion, while things are still kind of like COVID's receding a little, but there's still yeah. some restrictions, like, and there's still some time and you're losing a little bit of that, um, uh, you know, it, personally, I'm losing um, the need for me. Like, yeah. I, I don't have as many appointments to go on to and things like that. So for me, in my business, it's a little slower right now. Mm -hmm. So I have the time to work on Harrow and spend that time on Harrow. So I think that, um, you know, it's just a good, a, a good time to start. If you're going to start a business, maybe do it maybe start doing it now when you have like the time and the world isn't completely full blown back into action. Right. Right. Yeah, I know. And, and I think I was just talking to Ashley Wyckoff yesterday. Um, uh, when I went to Longwood gardens, it was with Ashley and Jessica Rivera. Um, and oh, Ashley cool. has said, yeah, isn't that so cool? I've been connected cool. with so many milts. I love it. I don't, I will never know of it. It's so awesome. Um, but she had said she, she, you know, we were just standing next to each other and she's like, man, I wonder when we'll ever not have to wear a mask again. And I'm like, yeah, that's a really good question. You know, cause even with the vaccinations, some people don't want to be vaccinated. Kids are not allowed to be vaccinated yet. So there's still huge population that is not vaccinated. So you know, when will they finally be like, all right, no more masks at least, or, you know, people have already reduced it. The fear, I think, and the shock has, you know, leveled out, I think. Um, but I don't know when, you know, we will ever go back to a normal or are we always going to wear masks? Maybe never. Yeah. Yeah. I think for sure people are going to be a lot more conscious of germs in general forever you know, and this may yep. not be the, the only flu or, or illness that ever comes about like this, you know? Yeah, There's I agree. Bound to be more. Yeah. 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 How do you think business ownership has affected your family life? Um, Hmm. That's a good question. It's good. There's positives and then there's, you know, not so positive. Um, it's, made my relationship with Justin better. It's hard to explain. So like my mind, I think differently now yeah. he's, he's a very type a personality and I'm like type Z. Yeah. He's like black and white and I'm like gray. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm open to like, you know, all different stuff. And he's like, no, it is what it is. Like, yeah. That's yeah. It. So now, um, and he, he loves like asking questions, tons of questions and digging into things. And at first that like, really, I, I just was like, I want to watch Real Housewives and like, just chill. Yeah. Like, I, you know, after the yeah. day, but now I want to like engage because I like want to talk more about, I don't know, we're just yeah. getting older, you know, like this just yeah. comes with maturity. It's not even owning your own business. It's like, as you get older, you just become, you just care more about certain things. Yeah. So it has catapulted me into that 
um, where I care more to talk about, you know, logistics. And when he asks me questions about my business, instead of being like, just leave me alone and let me do my thing. And I got this, yeah. like I actually answer. And then I ask him questions and I'm like willing to get his feedback. Mm -hmm. So for he and I, it's been great. Um, and he, he totally supports me and that's awesome. Yeah. But then when it comes to Jacob, same thing as before, like I said, sometimes I feel like I'm kind of neglecting him a little. Yeah. Um, and so that, but then I think of like, okay, what is the long-term goal here? Right. It's to make his life better. Yeah. Um, and so it's kind of a sacrifice and I do still spend time with him, yeah. but I feel like it can take away from that a little for sure. And I don't like that, yeah. that yeah. mom guilt, you know? Yes. And don't we all know that guilt? Yeah. And I I'm, I'm totally with you there. It is. It's a constant battle of, am I spending enough time or, you know, do I need to sacrifice work? And is that the right thing to sacrifice work? Cause then I'm going to sacrifice a better upbringing. It's like a constant, but I think what you said earlier was so crucial and it's about the time that you do have making it super quality, you know, putting the phone away or, or, you know, reducing distractions and just being 100% present in the time that you do have with either your son or your husband. That was one yep. thing um, Chris taught me because he's exactly what you just explained about your husband to the T. Questions, so in, in inquisitive about everything. He will dissect an idea until the very end, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he's, he always says the same thing. He, We actually used to get in arguments like put your phone away you're not you're not paying attention to me and that's his love language is quality time um whereas mine is physical touch so i could be fine watching a movie completely silent cuddling we don't have to talk yeah. tonight about anything where he is like can we turn this off so we can talk you know i want to get to know my wife i i would love for you to ask me questions and um, so I, I had to learn that too. I had to learn to be present. Even with Zamina, sometimes I'm with her 24 seven, but I'm not always present because I'm on yeah. my phone, I'm doing this, you know, whatever the case is. Yeah. But yeah. you right on the head when you said the time I spend with him, I want it to be quality. Yeah, yeah. that's what matters. I think that'll help alleviate. I think the guilt will always be there because it's natural. But I think yeah. it'll alleviate when you know you're doing quality time when you do have the time. Yeah, full blown. Yeah. 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 Put the phone down, focus yeah. on him completely. Completely. Exactly. It's tough, but it's, it's, you know, it's hard. Even sometimes when I don't have my phone and she wants to play like imaginary friends, she's always like, you're the beast and I'm Belle. And I'm like, okay, I got <laughs> to get in this mode of we're going to imagine imaginary stories here, you know? Yeah. Really you, yeah. Like, yeah somewhere you, and you can't like bs it like yeah. if i say oh yeah i'm gonna play you know imaginary with you and i'm like yeah yang him yes he's like no mommy don't <laughs> like focus and i'm like yes. okay I do. and then it makes you feel worse like oh god you're right i'm sorry all right i'm the beast again yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 exactly yep so same <laughs> so how do you think your um, upbringing at MHS impacted you as an, as an adult now? Um, 
Uh, da, 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 da. Well, I mean, I was in community service learning and that's something that I continue to implement every year. I do like uh, two donation drives and I try to, um, you know, just donate as much as I can to different things locally. Yeah. Um, so there's that part of it. And then the chores part, you know, keeping a clean house, you know? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. That's, I think everyone got that part, the domestic part from yeah. I, I do see you, I saw one of your drives. I think you were giving away like, um, it was like condiments or something like that, like ketchup, mustard, something like that. Oh, that's a Popeye. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's a yeah. Fact. Yeah. And so, um, it was a, yeah, a relish kept, ketchup mustard and oh, that was just okay. going to that customers like thing. yeah yeah it was a gift thing so that's but, um that you do donation drives so tell me about that yeah so i work with the salzbacher village there's a salzbacher in jacksonville and it started just like for homeless people in general mm -hmm. but then they moved the women and their children mm -hmm. to the salzbacher village which is temporary housing they get these homeless women and children in there and they try to help them get back on their feet. Mm -hmm. And so typically what they need is feminine products, yeah. diapers, baby wipes, um, toiletries, um, stuff like that, you know, wash rags. Yeah. And um, so that's what I try to gather from people. Okay. And I do that twice a year with them. Um, so that's been good. I love that. Yeah. Like, and they really need it. And I have a very soft spot for um, the elderly because there's a lot of people that move here to Florida, older couples yeah. to retire yep. and they don't have family here. And then they start dying off yeah. and there's like one left. He's in the house or she's in the house by herself. Yeah. They, you know, can't drive, but they don't have any other options. So it's just sad. Like sad. that, no. that whole thing. Yeah. Then you have the homeless kids or the kids in underprivileged situations that I see all the time. Yeah. Um, and so really like my mission with Harrow is to make it so big and so successful that I can start giving back to them. So I do the donation drives and the Salzbacher thing because that's as much as I can fit. Yeah. But like, I want to do way more for yeah. way more people. Um, so I just wish I had the time to do that, but, but for now I do those two things mainly. That's awesome. And it will come the time and the resources will, will continue to come. And it's awesome that you have that standard of giving already in you. And you know what, your son will see things like that. He'll see you doing that and he'll, he'll have that same nature of giving in him. It's so, it's he already so does. It's incredible at oh, three. So awesome. That like he'll so go up to anyone. He doesn't care what color, what clothes they're wearing, how old they are. Yeah. Like he's a lover and he, yeah. I have parents from his school that are like, oh, my son's new and Jacob's so nice to him and includes oh. him. Oh, yeah. So thoughtful. Yeah. It's a high, high, high level of thinking. I think when kids have those those feelings and thoughts at such a young age of kindness and not wanting people to be secluded 
That's very high intellectual and emotional IQ. Oh, well, the, I didn't even put the two together. Yeah. I, yeah. He's, yeah. I he's think really giving and, and yeah. caring. He yes. really is. Yeah. I totally believe that. I think that speaks to their emotional intelligence for sure. Cool. Yeah. 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 yeah so two more questions. Before, yeah. Uh, before I let you go, what advice would you give? Three more questions, really. What advice would you give to your younger self? Um, be confident, like sooner. Um, don't doubt yourself. Don't doubt your intuition. Um, think outside the box. You know, I was brought up like you listen to your adults, you do things a certain way. And if you go outside of that, you're wrong. Yeah. Whereas as I've become who I am now, I've found the opposite, you know? Yeah um kind of like you with the challenging and, and things yeah. like that like I would never have done that yeah. back then but I'm gonna tell my son you do respect your elders yeah and you do listen to people of authority unless they're wrong yeah yeah or if it makes you feel a certain way you know don't be afraid to voice it you know, that this right. doesn't make me feel good. I don't feel this is right. Or I need to be able to express myself, even if the adult is correct, but you feel a certain way to hold, you know, those emotions and thoughts in is not good. Yeah. yeah. And, a, and another piece of advice I would give myself is like, if you falter, hey girl. Hey, say hi. Hi. <laughs> She's shy now. But um, yeah, if you, if, if you get, have like a setback, don't yeah. fall into it. Don't dwell on it. Just push through it. Um, that's what I would good. tell a younger self. That's really good. Yeah. And just tell myself like more positive things about, about myself. You know, um, there were, there were a lot of teachers at Milton Hershey school, um, like Mr. Idris, um, Barry Sloan um, my house parents. Um, and it was just like, I never had what they gave me. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, Mrs. Squaresky, Mr. Storm, like yeah. the, there were, there were teachers that were like, oh, she's not going to do anything with herself. Like, and didn't care. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Creeble. Yeah. Let me not forget all these people, Mr. Cudworth, <laughs> like, there were the people, the teachers and staff that like could care less about yeah, it was just a job for them. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's and and back then I I was a hot mess. Yeah. But there were the other people I just mentioned who like saw my abilities yeah. and they told me like you are better than this. Yeah. You are going to do great. And especially with um mr storm when he started telling me that i started getting um on the honor roll like my last two years i had the best grades yeah. i ever got and i probably wouldn't have been able to get into college if it weren't for those last two years and it's because the these people took the time out to say to me you're better than this yeah. and you have the capability of dot 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 like yeah. that's what i would have said to my younger self um Absolutely. yeah because that helps Absolutely. Yeah. I think yeah. a lot of times when we don't have the belief in ourselves, we have to get that belief 
from someone else. And I think that's natural for everyone across the board. We're always going to doubt ourselves at some points in our life. But it's so important for those around us who speak the belief into us or they believe it themselves. And it kind of gives us like, okay, well, maybe if they believe it, maybe maybe try, you know, it's so crucial. Especially when you respect them. Yes. This, this person is someone I respect and Mm -hmm. is respected by others and they have faith in me. Yes. It's crucial. Yeah. 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 Imagine that. How crazy. And that self-talk that you said is so 100% important to, to our well-being in general, what we start to believe about our own self and then how we, what are our, our identities that we portray to the world, you know, um, that self-worth and that self-talk. And like you said, you know, we didn't grow up getting a lot of that, like we needed the positive affirmations and the, the stuff that builds our self-worth. So that then causes a, a drain in self, uh, self-esteem and, and our confidence. But then as we become older and we have that control now and we're aware it's the constant retraining of our brain. Like, oh, yep. every time I say I'm stupid, nope, don't say that, Zara. Yes. I'm smart, I'm intelligent, you know, I got this, I'm powerful, all the positive things, even if you're not used to saying it or those affirmations are so crucial. I do the same thing when I find myself saying something negative about myself, like, oh, Chris, like you said, you're so stupid or something like that. I real quick, I'm like, no, no, you're not girl. Yeah. Like stop saying that to yourself. Yeah. And you just change it, you know? Yeah, it is. It's, It's a work in progress constantly. You know, it's not easy to change what you've been saying for 25 years, you know? But it's again, once you're aware, once you catch yourself saying these negative things or thinking, even if you don't say it out loud, sometimes it's just a subconscious thought. Why Mm -hmm. do I feel this way? How can I be so dumb? Oh, catch yourself in your head. No, you're not dumb. You got this. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So second to last question, what is your overall vision for your legacy and your future generation? Um, what I said before, I definitely want to give back to the community. Like I'll start locally with kids that are underprivileged and don't have the means. Um, and then dip into helping elderly people. Um, but that, that's what I want my business to do is to, um, catapult me into success that I have the resources to do that. Yes, absolutely. That's really good. Resources are so important. I don't think people realize the importance of the resources around you. And also, one second, baby. Also, yes, baby. Also, learning to be resourceful. Yeah. Something, yeah, that I, I you know, again, people with, with trauma and who have grown up with challenges, I think that is a quality they were forced to learn. Whereas people mm-hmm. who grew up with everything kind of handed to them, um, they may never learn that, that resourcefulness, you know? Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm grateful to have had the opportunity to learn resourcefulness and how to always be on the lookout for the resources around me. Yep. So last question, um, what does being a milk mean to you? Well, personally, um, I had a great experience at the Milton Hershey school 
Um, and then you see, obviously, so many people like K.O. Yagan, you know. Um, yeah, and then on oh my, my schedule to interview this month. Yeah. Oh, are you going to interview her? I'm so excited. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and I'm such I a was thinking buff. about that when I saw it was her birthday yesterday. And I was like, yeah. I hope Alzara can get an appointment with her. Cause yes. and I'm so, I'm so excited. She said, yes, because as soon as I found out she was doing screenwriting and stuff like that, I'm a movie buff. So anything in the industry of movies, I'm not so much of a shows person. I don't really have the commitment to watch certain series. If it's mm -hmm. short and good, I'll, I'll watch it. But normally I'm a movie person, but anything in that realm is like, yay! <laughs> I'm gonna have so many great questions. Oh yeah, my gosh. It's really inspiring. And she's an amazing person. Um, like she's just an amazing person yeah. uh, in general. I went to her um, when I was younger, I had a miscarriage and I messaged her on Facebook and she was like there for me. Oh. Um, and she, she's just always been like a shining light. I like, yeah. I knew that she was going to do great things and here she is. Yeah. I mean, that is so special. Yeah. And, and, and you don't even have to like make something of yourself sometimes. Like you could just be an average Joe Schmo yeah. working for the man and you came from Milton Hershey school, yeah. but there's just something different about us. Exactly. Like we were discussing, I think it was before we started recording, yeah. like, um, we're just different. We're, um, we're awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> being, being a Milton Hershey school, graduate it, it's just um i'm proud of, yeah. of of it yeah seriously we are very extraordinary people to yeah that's a good way all that we it. yep everything we've been through and you know the the challenges of a boarding school in general um the culture shock you know all of it everything just makes us so incredibly extraordinary like I know. I'm baffled sometimes about the connection milks have. Like, on it's hard as a new mom. It's so hard to make new friends. Like it for me at least. It's when I move to a new city. Honestly, the first people I go for are who's what milks are here. You know, <laughs> I already know there's a connection. You know, you could trust most of them. It's an instant, like, okay, new friend. Yep. I don't even, have, even if I didn't even know them in Milton Hershey, just the fact that there are milk automatically makes it like, okay, I can, I can build a relationship with this person, you know? Yeah. There's toxic people everywhere, you know, whether it's milk or other people, but no matter what, I can always reach out to a milk wherever I am. And I'm so grateful for that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, no, that's how I feel too. Steven Perez, I think he was a year younger than me. Um, or maybe two years younger than me. His wife reached out to me cause they were moving in the area. Um, and so we just got them a new build yeah. like 30 minutes away. And then she's like, Oh, my, my parents want to come move here we yeah. just went under contract on a house for them nice and like she and i she's married to a milk yeah and i see her more than i see steven um we be we click like that yeah like just it's just that's that's, that's so cool. it is what it is yeah. yeah it's funny it's like her being with a milk has 
has like leaked into her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To. No, <laughs> we always make fun. Like we always say that at class reunions, uh, 2003, we're always saying you can tell if somebody's going to be a good partner, yeah. if they can be around us yeah. and like, you know, like just engage because yeah. It's a lot when milts get together, they're like reminiscing yeah. about past <laughs> stories and stuff like, and if these girls or boys can hang, yeah. like we're good. Yeah, they're, exactly. They fit, yeah. they fit in, they, they can handle us. Yeah, That's exactly. Awesome. That's so cool. So yeah. before I let you go for good, uh, why don't you shout out any um, business name you want to shout out, any social media platforms, handles, basically anything you want people to know. I'm going to have a lot of this in the description, um, but okay. I think we want them to hear it from you also. Okay. So my Instagram handle is the Jacksonville realtor. Um, and that has a bunch of informational videos on real estate. Um, and then there is the uh, Kristen L Van Riper um, comma realtor. That's my Facebook handle. My phone number, if you need it and you need anybody um, referred to a realtor here in Northeast Florida is 904-930-5000. Easy Good to remember. <laughs> yeah. And then Harrow, um, I just started an Instagram page for it and it stands for help a realtor out. And that's one word. Um, and so that we're going to start posting our Popeyes and stuff on that. Wow. So, Yeah. And I just started um, following that. And now I, I, I just put it to, I put it together now. I didn't, I didn't know that Harrow standed for something. How funny. That's awesome. Yeah. Help a realtor I was out. wondering where the name came from. I should have asked. Yeah. Very cool. So, so that's what I got for you. But if awesome. you go on my Instagram, it tells you all my contact info, the Jacksonville realtor. Okay. The Jacksonville. That's realtor. the best. Yeah. That's the best way. Good stuff. Well, thank you so much for this interview. I'm so grateful to have you on as my guest. I learned so much. I learned from your informational videos, so please keep doing them. Um, thank you, I will. The interview was phenomenal. Thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity. Thanks for having me, Alzar. I really yes. appreciate it. Absolutely. Keep doing what you're doing. It's great. I love it. I will. I sure will.